Welcome to the Let's Get Entrepreneurial podcast, your go-to resource for navigating the world of entrepreneurship. Today, we'll be diving into the fascinating theory of nines and sixes in the realm of hiring. As entrepreneurs, the people we bring on board play a significant role in shaping the future of our businesses. Our podcast addresses tools and concepts that are useful for the launch and growth of entrepreneurial ventures. Your two hosts will be Professor Gary Palin and serial entrepreneur Ryan Budden. Hello, Ryan. How are you doing today? Fantastically. What about you? Keeping busy as always. I understand you were Mr. Plumber today. I was the man of many hats. <laughs> Plumber one minute, podcaster the next. Well, that works. We'll see if we can get them all going, working and flowing together. Pardon the pun. <laughs> there we go. Today, I wanted to speak about the theory of nines and sixes. Is that something you've ever heard of, Ryan? Quite honestly, not before we talked about it. Well, it's an interesting theory and it revolves around hiring. It doesn't take all the components of hiring into play, but a specific segment. And basically, if you're rating individuals on a scale of one to 10, a 10 being perfect and therefore non-existent, you want to hire a nine. And basically, a nine is a team player. They bring much to the table. They have expertise and skill sets. There's a good learning curve, leadership potential, but it's mainly an attitudinal perspective of they work well as a team. Now, the opposite of that is a six. And if you look at a nine and a six, inverted, they look the same, but they are quite different. A six is not a team player. They're looking out for themselves. They don't play well with others. Therefore, they can be disruptive on a team. The problem is they look alike. You could easily mistake a nine for a six. The theory with this is nines as you build your team will hire nines because they're looking at a strong team. Sixes will hire fives because they don't want anyone stronger than them. And then the problem with that is fives hire fours, fours hires threes. Another term for this, Guy Kawasaki calls it the bozo effect. You end up with too many bozos on the team. And that disrupts the culture of the team, leads to all types of negativities, and can cause a failure of a business. Yeah, how many times have you seen that in business? And I've seen that in business, where slowly the talent degrades over time. Definitely. Are you familiar with the concept of Bozo, where that came from? I'm familiar with the name Bozo as you know a generic insult. It goes back to a clown, Bozo the Clown, in the 1950s. The colloquialism for Bozo became Bozo the Clown, became a person that describes an incompetent or foolish person, but it was derived from the concept of the 1950s clown, Bozo. Clowning around. Yep, I can get that. Either hire nines, avoid sixes, therefore avoiding Bozos is the component of that. With too many sixes, it causes a corrosion of your team effect, and we know how important teams are to businesses. Yeah, they certainly are. They are the lifeblood of the business. That snowball effect of the disruption of that talent is something that can hurt tremendously. Whenever I'm speaking with people, I'm thinking in my mind, are they a nine or a six? Those are the only two numbers that are in my head. That's funny. It's a different take on all of these number categories that people are really into these days. I'm very careful with that. I'm looking in terms of as I'm developing people and I'm watching them, I want to continually evaluate are they a nine or a six. 
I like it. I'm sure everybody has the experiences where they've been on a team and a nine does look like a six or a six does look like a nine. And it's really difficult to tell until employees or they're trying to struggle to make themselves seem better, maybe taking some of the credit that's not deserved. Yeah, they tend to be spreading gossip, stabbing people on the back, causing that type of disruption. Then the trust breaks down. If you don't have trust on your team, then it's very difficult to create a cohesive team and then foster innovation and creativity within the business. I see it a lot with startups too, because one team member can really disrupt an entire team because the team is so small. So having really focusing on that core team when it's tiny can make an impact on the culture long-term. And it goes back to a previous podcast that we presented was hire slow, fire fast. That's one of the criteria. If you realize that what you thought was a nine is a six, fire fast, because it's almost impossible to turn around the attitude. Once that culture has started shifting in a specific direction, you can't get it back. That and the longer they're involved, the more they're going to surround themselves with like people. Yes, or people with lesser skill sets. There we go. And that has a ripple effect, not just with the development of the business from a product development, but you start getting into supply chain issues, you start getting into consumer relationship. It creates a very fragile structure for your business that can easily collapse. It's basically a house of cards. It also just goes back to the very old adage of hire people smarter than you. If you can stay to that role, wherever you fit on that scale, hopefully you're hiring the one level up. Surrounding yourself with talent is very important, but very often though, a six will be smarter than you. The problem is it's an attitudinal problem and they are very dangerous. They're looking out for themselves and they could sabotage you. I was in a situation like that when I was managing a program. I hired someone that I thought was a slam dunk nine but it turned out there was all types of issues, almost sabotage going on, trying to make the team look bad and also trying to make me look bad as the leader of the team. His thought was that he was trying to get me displaced and he would slide into my role. No way. <laughs> That's pretty conniving. That takes this concept to a pretty high level. He was so conniving. I went into my office one day and I noticed outside of his office, there was a slip of paper in the door jam. Do you know why he did that? So he could see if someone opened the door? Yes. He could see if anyone went in his office door when he wasn't there. And anyone who would do that would sneak into other people's offices. <laughs> did you ever catch him? Uh, I saw what was going on and I followed the process very quickly and I documented everything that was going on. And I just called him into my office and I explained to him that he was leaving that day and I handed him a box. Hey, follow your own advice. Fire fast. Yes. I did see him on an airplane about seven years later. Oh, I bet that was a fun interaction. I was sitting in first class. He was going back to coach. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> I found out the individuals that were working on the team, they were ready to revolt and they thought I wasn't paying attention. Really? And there's another theory. People, when they think they're being watched, they behave really well. Mm -hmm. When they don't think they're being watched, then their natural type of personality comes out. So I give the appearance that I'm not watching them, even though I'm watching everything. I like it. That's important. So I saw what was going on within the team and everyone was surprised. They thought I wasn't paying attention where I was. 
Interesting. I'm sure that kept everyone on their best straight and narrow after that. They appreciated the team in essence looked and said, wow, Professor Palin has our back. They didn't realize it. And it actually caused more cohesiveness within the team and a stronger team. It's good of people to acknowledge that. Oftentimes when those difficult decisions are made, the credit isn't given by the person that's had to make the difficult decision. So bottom line is hire nines. Don't surround yourself with bozos because you'll end up with a bozo organization. There we go. Avoid the clowns. Definitely. Well, that was a pretty simple concept, but I thought it was important to get it out from an episode for the podcast. Absolutely. I think it's a good thing for people to keep in mind. Sounds good. You have a great day, Ryan. You as well. Thanks for listening to our podcast. As always, you can head over to profspirit.com to check out more resources and courses designed for you, the entrepreneur. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and others to get the most up-to-date information as it is released.